So, hey, everybody. <laughs> that was botched. I'm going to do that again. <laughs> Hi everyone. The giggles. Yeah, I've got the giggles. Welcome to season two, episode 18 of Belgarian and Beyond, the show where we explore magical reality through fiction, chapter by chapter. And we've begun with the Belgarian series of books by David Eddings. This season we're reading book two, Queen of Sorcery. And today we're diving into chapter 17. My name is Sandra. I'm from the Goddess Kindled Universe. And I'm Alicia. I am co-hosting the show with Sandra. Okay. And hey guys. Hi. And then that was sounded really awkward because <laughs> we're trying a new way of introducing the show. Yeah. I should come up with something to say after I say, and I'm Alicia Seymour. Because I don't have from anything. I'm not from anything. Well, I how, about, say, how about I'm Alicia I, Seymour, a fantasy author? Yeah. Fantasy, you know, fantasy author uh, of, I don't know, fiction, of, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you need I'm to just... think of, you need to think of how you're going to introduce yourself. Yeah, I'll, I'll do that for next time. Okay, because I just sprung this on you. So totally on me, totally on me. Do you want me to do the whole thing again? Just. No, I'm good. I, okay. I'm good. All right. Yeah. Cool. So anyway, hey, everyone. We're back. Alicia, how was your week? Let's go into Pokara's Cup. Okay, okay. I wasn't sure if I'd go first or you, but um, I will start with my cup was, I couldn't really think of the type of drink, but it was a healing tonic. Definitely with cinnamon and honey in it because those two really helped me calm keep calm and just feel like warm because it's really cold outside but I had fallen into some kind of self-sabotaging patterns over the last I don't know I guess it's been like a month or so and I didn't even realize I was in the cycle of just focusing too much outside of myself and my relationship with other people yeah and and my whole journey has been leading to the the inner work. And while I was doing all of the inner work and I have felt so much peace from that, um, I lost the relationship with myself a little bit, which you reminded me of last week when we were talking. Yeah. And so I really sat with that for a little bit, um, almost made myself feel guilty, but <sighs> caught it. I caught it in time and I said, you're not going to do that to yourself. Oh, good, good. Well done. And so, um, I, yeah, it was just a weekend of like releasing a lot of physical. I was getting a lot of headaches from that too, I think. Yeah. So breathing through those, letting them pass through and, um, starting on Monday, like we talked about last week, I took my writing seriously yep. and Monday and Tuesday, today's Wednesday, I wrote just about 3,000 words each day. Nice work. Which is huge for me. That's huge massive. For me. Yeah, uh, for a fiction. Because 
usually for my for my novels as I sit down to write I'll just dabble like 500 and then walk away and then and I intend to come back but I never do yeah 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 hello my name's Sandra (laughs) (laughs) so yeah I was really happy with that I feel really good about it and so I'm excited to keep doing that um and then of course you're going to talk about the rest of the news. So I'll chime in when you bring it up in your cup. Okay. About the yes, 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 yes. listeners. Okay. So my potion this week is pale green with a bright spearmint sparkle. We've had <laughs> like, it's been really exciting week for us on the show. Um, we've had an influx of listeners um thank you Rachel for telling your Belgarian loving friends about us um I'm really enjoying this feeling of expansion you know I can hence the green of my potion you know looking out it feels like I'm looking out over lovely green meadows of fresh grass and watching everyone wander in kind of you know and assemble um, <laughs> for the party and and I'm also feeling a little bit nauseated you know because you know, what if I trip over and roll down the nearest grassy slope? <laughs> because man, what if I fuck it all up? There are people, mm. you know, more people listening to us. And so, of course, that, that you know, the attacking thoughts kick in. Right. And, um, and so there's, it's, it's not too bad. It's not too bad. I've, managed, I've sort of channeled a lot of that energy into my work. Um, this week, creating, creating, and pulling together all of the uncut stuff for the Patreon feed, <laughs> which we'll talk about to, uh, at the end of the show. We won't talk about that now. Yeah. But so, I've, I've, all of that sort of um, excited energy and the slightly nauseated <laughs> energy, I've sort of channeled into creating in a really healthy way, I think, to work through all of that and to understand what's going on, which is what I do. I create to understand what's going on around me, what's going on inside of me. Mm-hmm. And that's actually been all really good. And yeah, so, yeah. I mean, how have you yeah, been with really, all of that? It's, it's, I've just been really excited. Like, um, you know, we've been doing this for a year, over a year now, and mm-hmm to have this one, like, you know, thank you to Rachel for sharing this. And within just a few hours of her sharing it, we go from like a hundred to 150 people on our page. And it's kind of like just one of those moments where you realize like, it's this sign, I guess, that you're going in the right direction that, that everything is falling into place. And I just feel really grateful for it all and I hear like I read I read your thing ahead of time of what your cup was (laughs) and so I was just thinking like you know first it's not all on you because we do this together yeah I know you do a lot of that the background work or most of it but when it comes to being out there it's you know you and I together and and the purpose of this show is to be okay with messing up so even if we do mess up like so what (laughs) and we've been like that yeah we've been like that from the start we've been totally transparent about 
all of the things that we do and and sort of and, and even more so now as I put our uncut stuff out there our live and uncut stuff out there into the world and I'm really yeah. happy to share that I'm I am so happy for other creative souls out there to maybe get some inspiration from how we do what we do yeah yeah I have to say there's nothing um more vulnerable than watching yourself on video from a year ago <laughs> and being like oh my god what was I doing why was I doing that while I'm being recorded <laughs> How did I, sent, I sent you a link to the um to the live video feed did you see yeah. that okay. I didn't watch the, I didn't watch it like all the way through no, but no, I kind no. of just skipped through different yeah. pieces we've come so far this last year <sighs> yeah. really I could see that the tension in myself then yeah um and the fact that I was my fingers were always messing with something yeah. I still kind of do that, but I do it more off screen now. Yeah. Well, uh, no, but we've just, we've relaxed more, I think, and we're more secure in ourselves. Mm -hmm. I think that comes across. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. So All right. That's, that's our potions this week, darlings. Uh, Gary's view, please. Okay. This chapter was much shorter. I enjoyed it. So they walk through, they leave the emperor's tower um, and they walk through the city because Aunt Pole needs to gather some things. And then Mr. Wolf needs to go speak. I forget who he needs to go speak to, get information. But while the rest of them are walking through the city, uh, they witness somebody being poisoned uh, another political matter going down in front of them. <laughs> and then Silk runs, talking about blasts from the past, <laughs> Silk runs into somebody he knew named Bertha. Interesting conversation they have. And oh, Mr. Her Wolf name, comes... Her name's Bethra. Bethra. Okay, Bethra. Sorry. I automatically dyslexicized that. Are you dyslexic? <laughs> That's a word. No. <laughs> Sorry, sorry, go it's ahead. It's just sorry, because I interrupted. <laughs> Bertha is much more common than Bethra, so my eyes just read Bertha. That's so weird. Because even though that's that's an ugly name, though, in my head, at Bertha. Even though, yeah, I would, if I saw Bertha, <laughs> I would say Bethra in my. Head. Really? Well, because I've read it's... read it so many times from the books. Right. Yeah. 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 Makes sense. Or I, or I would associate it with Bethra. I might not say it because, you know, but. Yeah, see, I've never heard the name Bethra in my life. So. Well, yeah, and I've been hearing it since I was like 17 years old. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, keep going. You're talking about Wolf. Yeah, I mean, that's about it. He comes back. He has the information he needs. He shares it with everybody. And it's like, we got to really get going. But let's leave in the morning so the streets are emptier and it's harder for people to follow us because they will follow us. What's the question mark? I wasn't sure. Zadar, is that who they're following? Yes. He stole the orb. Okay. That's who they're following. Okay. That's what I wasn't sure if it was. That's who they were setting out to follow. Yep. 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 Okay. Well. Oh, yeah. Oh, bloody hell. That's the other thing I noticed as I'm editing, like as I'm getting these old episodes together, how much I yawn. Yeah. 
because I'm like at the end well, of my day after I've worked yeah. all day. Yeah, it is late for you. Yeah. So it's forgiven. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Not that it needs to be. <laughs> no, no, no. Okay, so the chapter. Um, yeah. I'm just skimming the beginning again to... Yeah, so, so it really just starts with them going to the market, right? Yeah, so they've left um they've left the palace and Wolf sort of says they don't want to I don't think we want to stay in Tolhonoth much longer. And he says, Okay, I'm just gonna pop off and do this stuff with Grinig and his cousin, like Barak and Grinig. And the rest of you go back to Grinig's house and wait for me. And Paul wants to go to the market. Um, and pick up a few things and Wolf sort of starts to object and um, Polgara just shuts him down you know look the Grolems already know we're here Mm. no use sneaking around let's just I want to I want to get some stuff you know I've noticed I've noticed the two of them bickering much much more than they did in the beginning oh okay I guess it's just that now they're really being who they are and they Um, don't have to hide they don't have to like put on a disguise for Garion anymore and pretend like they're yeah. not related. And... Or for anyone else, because nobody at Feldor's farm knew that they were related. Yeah. Yeah. I just picked up on that a lot the last few chapters, the way that um, they kind of roll their eyes at each other. They have no patience and yeah. and Paul's telling him what to do and he's just kind of like, I'm your father. Why are you telling me what to do? You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 you're dead on. Um, okay, I've th- I suppose I've, I sort of, because I know the relationship so well, I miss when that ramps up, but you've been noticing it more, so that's good, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, so she goes off to the market. It's not really much... Um, it's not much until they they see those people who are the three men who are arguing or talking in the corner i suppose there's the one thing that does happen is that she's she's off um paul sort of goes off and starts spending money and silk gets a bit weird it gets a bit like panicky about how much she's spending (laughs) Mm -hmm. because he's sort of paying for it you know he's holding the purse and sort of says Pleads with Gary and you know can't you talk to her? <laughs> I, right. I really do like how Gary and answers like what makes you think she'd listen to me? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so I thought that yeah. was funny. Yeah, that is a funny moment. Um, and yeah, so then they see the three. There are three men, richly mantled. They're described in the center of the market, um, arguing. And now we know what mantles look like. Yes. The mantles that they wear, because we shared some photos on Facebook. Yes. So there's been a, so I think Dawn shared her image of a mantle and hers was sort of like a, a, a cape that buttoned at the top of the front and was sort of open. That's the one that looked like what the hobbits wear. Yeah, it looked very rings. much like, it looked very much like a, one of the hobbit cloaks um, from the movies in Lord of the Rings. Well, they're not hobbit cloaks. They're from Lothlorien. Elf. Elven cloaks. They're elven cloaks from Lothlorien. <laughs> and um, someone will pick me up for saying that wrong or saying the wrong thing. I'm <laughs> sure, which is very welcome. Come on, tell me. And mine, I found a picture 
and put it on the show notes a couple of weeks ago. It looked kind of oriental, the, the, the mantle that I found. Um, but I was looking, what I was looking for, I didn't realise until we were talking about it last week. I was looking for like a Roman mantle, like a white long, like a long kind of light coloured, light fabric, loose sleeve, long sleeve like full length closed at the front like just like a like a mumu kind of <laughs> but roman like a roman mumu <laughs> yeah yeah so it was a roman thing that you were envisioning yeah. and i guess because the tonedrian society you know it's kind of it's let's face it based on a roman setup right so that's probably why i saw it that way in my imagination yeah Makes sense. How do you see it? I honestly just kind of envisioned a cloak because that's okay. all I know. Okay. <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah. And now that I thought I've seen pictures of it, though, I can think to lots of shows and movies I've watched where people were wearing probably what would be called a mantle. Mm. I just didn't know mm. what it was called. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So these three dudes are arguing in the center of the square. And one of them is like losing his shit and defending, like it's it's a political dis- discussion, a political political discussion, and it's about you know the people that they're backing to become the next emperor, basically. Mm-hmm. And one of them is saying that his guy is amazing, and the other guy is like just throwing insults about the person that the other person is up against and calling him like names of pig or, I mean, it's actually quite lovely the way that uh, <laughs> he just like stands there. I can just sort of see this guy standing there with a flat, with a no expression, just very calmly saying, Kador's a pig. And then watching to see if the other guy gets mad and arro- <laughs> an arrogant, brutal pig with no more right to the throne than a mongrel dog. Things like that. Like, just really blatant. Like, no subtlety. Just... Mm-hmm. And he just stands there just sort of to see what will happen. It's like he's throwing pebbles at a glass window and waiting to see when it will break. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't really catch on to any of that until the very end of this whole scene. <laughs> when I well, realized no. what well yeah, what I don't think you're supp- I don't think you're supposed to I think that's the yeah you know. yeah so anyways because, what did you think of the well because he had given this man a poison that only will only attack you if you get is it angry or just get emotional uh yeah get emo- it? It, it doesn't activate unless one gets excited excited yeah so that was interest that was an interesting i had never heard of poison working like that before i wonder um, if well it is a fantasy story but i wonder mm-hmm. if there's like a real life thing that does the same sort of thing could be maybe i make that my fact i'll see if i can find something i wouldn't doubt it <laughs> It might not kill somebody, but it might be reactive in the body mm. only if you get excited. 
Yeah. So wow. yeah. So this this guy who has been throwing the insults says to his friend, "Well, I've got you know he wouldn't drink the wine until I tasted it to let him know that it was safe." And he's like, "Oh my God, you've got the same poison in your belly." And he mm-hmm. says, "Yeah, but I never lose my cool, so it's all good." And then I wonder how long it takes for it to leave the system. Yeah, well, that's a good question. But <laughs> and then he casually invites his friend over for you know, mm-hmm. friends interested in the poison, a glass of wine. Bizarre. Maybe we'll talk about it. We'll have a glass of After wine. After he just said, I gave the other guy a glass of wine with poison. <laughs> <in> it. <laughs> so yeah. it was a spectacular death. He died twitching and foaming at the mouth, and his tongue, you know, poking out and swollen and black. Yeah. And Garion, of course, is wondering why nobody's doing anything again. <laughs> like, why? Yeah. Like, you know, like the, it's literally people just walking around the body. Yeah. Ignoring yeah. it, pretending it's not there. Yeah. And Dernick wants to, someone to notify the authorities, but Silk, you know, is so aware of all the way this all works. And he's like, they probably have already been notified. Like, they were yeah. probably, I got the vibe that they were in on like they already know like this was gonna happen you're gonna have to come clean this up you know and they probably oh, got paid off yeah that's how i interpreted it like this oh, guy who had the poison yeah probably maybe like paid off some authorities to just be like keep it low <gasps> no, key. no 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 you could never pay off a tonnage legionnaire no 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 really never happen you could pay off like those other guys from the other fight that were like the bodyguard um hmm soldiers you could totally pay them off but tonnage and legionnaires i don't (laughs) think so okay well then they just must be very dutiful in their cleanup yes they are city (laughs) um anyway so that's fine and then up paul comes back with his shopping (laughs) oh yeah she's loaded down this two sold what is so legionnaires two cherok warriors from grinning's house oh, <laughs> cherok warriors. big bags she's made them into porters yeah. <laughs> i love that yeah and that they're both described as looking a little sheepish <laughs> about the whole thing <laughs> yeah that's fun yeah that was funny and they tell her what happens and she immediately knows that the poison is called asset mm-hmm. how do you say it asset and so oh something else that probably we should touch on is that the poison comes from nisa mm, right it's a nisan poison they're the snake people so that's their deal they are the poisoners that's mm-hmm. where you get all the really exotic poisons from hmm <clears throat> And she's sort of surprised that it's being used outside Nyssa because it's very rare and very expensive. Right. That they would even be selling it. Yeah. Because they probably would want to keep it for themselves. So it's an interesting concept to think over. Mm -hmm. Why do you think so? Why do you think that's interesting? Because, well, because why would they? Why? How did this guy get the stuff if it is so rare? Mm. You think the Naisans would want to keep it to use it themselves as a, a way to 
get the rid only, of people. The only nuisance we've seen in the story so far have been that um, the count, the person that Count Dravor mm-hmm. house, what was his name? Yudis. Yeah. Uh, is he the only one so far? That I remember. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think that you would remember because Neeson's have, they're quite, they're quite a particular type of person. Mm-hmm. I don't think, no, I don't think there's been anyone. If we're wrong, let us know, listeners. Um, but anyway, and then something very interesting happens. Yeah. They're leaving the square because, you know, dead person, legion, legionnaires coming. Let's just get out of here because we don't really want to be detained and questioned as witnesses. Yep. So they get all the way to the edge. And, yeah. And and then I, I imagine this is like something that looks like you would see somebody in the movie Aladdin mm-hmm. who is high in class, like being carried around and she's all done up like Jasmine would be, you know? But, yeah okay lots yes. of jewelry or something like that yes yeah, so they said there's a jeweled litter being carried along the edge of the square yeah and the woman inside it um, recognizes silk and reaches out to touch him to get his attention <laughs> and then we get into this great conversation which is you know mm-hmm so let's just get a um, let's just get a lovely picture of Bethra first because she's lush. <laughs> she has long dark hair. There are pearls woven into her beautiful glossy hair. She is very well endowed, curvy, gorgeous, wearing a very light silk gown that's clinging to everything. She's wearing rings and bracelets, and she has jewels on her gown and she's just lush mm-hmm. there we go yeah and so they get into a conversation silk and her uh that they obviously they've known each other from before what do you think they're like, talking about when they're oh no i beg your pardon keep going no i was just gonna say because it seems like they are picking up on a conversation that they're of something that they have previously been involved with. Well, so you say that they've worked together before. What kind of work do you think they were involved with? I, I wouldn't know. I have no idea. I feel like there's a lot of flirtation going on, but I don't feel like it was anything about that. I feel like it's just their two personalities mm. together make yeah. that flirtatiousness just like, pour out of them yeah. but but neither one of them is actually interested in the other that way no it's um, like a, it's a very professional kind of mm-hmm. interaction like as you say it's the personalities that are interacting yeah yeah because knowing what knowing i don't know anything about her but knowing silks where his heart is mm-hmm. with i forget her name now but the woman he loves um the, his his aunt um, queen Horan. okay and so the well coming back to bethra like the way she's telling him or he says about it took me a long time to get rid of those men that you sent after me or something and mm-hmm. you know they're just 
playing around about the fact that he ended up having to kill them. That's why they didn't come back. And mm-hmm. Well, she sent but, them after him to kill him. Right, right. But he killed them because yes. he figured out they were after him. Yes. And so I don't know what she would have wanted him dead for, or if she was trying to kill him, or if she was just trying to catch him and bring him back. Well, I would think about some of the other comments that other people have made when Silk has come into the picture. Like he's been commented, like the Emperor said, the last I heard of you, you were hop skipping and jumping out of Tolhonath, you know, a couple of steps ahead of the police. Yeah. Um, I'd imagine it's something, you know, illegal, like stealing or, you know, just creating trouble. I, I don't really know anything specific though. Okay. Well, I don't know if I'm... Do you remember right back um, when all the kings and queens were in the throne room at Valalorn and they, Queen Porin was talking to Silk about the wedding present that she'd received from her husband. Do you remember what that was? No, I don't. Her first dozen spies. Okay. And and um, Drasnia, that's like information is their, like like is their currency. That's their that's their um, business is gathering information. Mm-hmm. Okay. So then it's something related to him getting information he shouldn't have. <laughs> I don't know. I'd say so. Any more than that. No, but. no, whether you don't, I don't think you're supposed to, but it's just, it's just little bits of, um, so I'm just reminding you about other things. Yeah. I, I to, put, to, to build out the picture a little bit. Yeah. It takes me a few reads through a series to remember stuff like that. Well, that's why you know? this, that's why we're having this conversation. Yeah. You could ask me, even though I've read Harry Potter like five times, you could probably ask me something now and I, I don't know, because it's been over five years since I've read it. <laughs> as oh much God, as I love five those, years. It's been a while since I've had kids with little ones. It's it's hard for me to say. What about reading it to the kids? They're not really ready for that. They don't have an attention span for it. They watch the movies. But you don't have to read you, the whole thing. You could just like read digital, a little bit digital world they're growing up in their attention yeah. is so much shorter my, my um, older my daughter's uh, my older daughter has rediscovered reading i love it i love it good love it. i'm hoping mine will do that as they get older well you know mine's nearly Actually, 22 so me. yeah it's still it's good she's got yeah, audiobooks audiobooks yeah audiobooks are books too mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. anyway so, silly. Yeah, so they have this whole silly conversation that's funny and um, makes no sense to anybody but them, really. Well, <laughs> no, but but it's interesting. And then they get to the end of this flirtatious um, exchange, and Silk asks if he can make a request of her, and the way that he does it. What do you think of the way he? he phrases his question and the, his manner to her after they finish with all of the um, silly bantering. Well, I mean, the fact that he um, brings up 
if she's not presently involved with the Murgos mm -hmm. and that if she wants to know what he's going to pay her and he just wants to make it a professional courtesy. So, but then the little comments of him becoming her slave or something, I don't know. Yeah. That's, that's just, a, so that's back, just back to the flirtation, but I don't know. I mean, I don't think anything of the way he asked her. Oh, okay. Other than, well, other it, than, it, his whole manner changes. Like he cha he switches from, um, you know, arch and flirtatious to quite a respectful query about, you know, if she's free to share information about these people, they'd really appreciate it. And um, there's still a playful nature to their, you know, to their conversation. You know, they talk about money and it all spends and yes, it does indeed. And Mm -hmm. they're, they're talking about the succession and this is who will become the next emperor um so she's there involved in the succession in some way that we don't know about but she does say that the mergos are like quite involved in that they've got a lot of money behind one of the people running for the succession and when Silk asks about Asherak. He wants, he says, you know, do you know Asherak? Because he wants to know about the Murgos in Tonidra and how, you know, what they're doing and gathering information for them, for the party. And she does know Asherak and she says, yeah, he's, the other Murgos are all really afraid of him. He seems to be working for Chuchik, but he, she also thinks he's playing his own game. And he owns the Grand Duke Cador outright who is one of the people running in the succession and the one most likely to win if the emperor was to cark it right now he'd win the throne and that makes Ashrak very powerful in Tol Nidra mm -hmm. at the moment okay. and um and that's that's about it but he's just the way that he's very respectful he's described as being very respectful and I feel like he really um thinks highly of her mm. Yeah, I got that. I didn't get that feeling until after when he's kind of defending her against the Dernick, who oh, okay. was we'll just talk, disturbed. Yeah, so, so you talk about their... so you talk about this. So they they finish their conversation and then she leaves. Yeah, and Dernick's comment immediately is absolutely disgusting. And this is when Silk starts explaining, like, you can't you're misunderstanding her. And this is where I got the sense that he respected her because He's like really defending her against Dernick's misinterpretation of like the surface level of what she mm -hmm. looks like and how she's, you know, being so flirtatious. Well, I don't think he is misunderstanding at all what she is on the surface. <laughs> I just don't think he right. grasps what she is deeper, more deeply. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's the thing is he's being quick to judge yeah. and, and Silk just, you know, the way he, uh, explains that you don't really understand like don't I guess just don't be so quick to judge is the a whole underlying thing of what he's telling Dernick mm -hmm. um so I do then, go ahead well no I just do I do just I really like how uh, the affectionate exchange between Silk and Dernick there you know he says Dernick I love you like a brother but you're a terrible prude mm -hmm. yeah <laughs> 
And then Aunt Paul defends Dernick. <laughs> of course she does. Nice. Yeah, she says, I like him just the way he is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's that. And then Wolf comes back. And um, nothing very exciting. They find out that um, he went south is the comment. So we, I assume he's talking about Zeta and yep. um, so south. Uh, which is not towards Xolmergos. And Wolf says, no, he's probably trying to avoid meeting Tuchik's people, which is interesting if... Oh, no, not so interesting. Asherak is working for for Tuchik, apparently. And Zadar is trying to get to Torak, but Tuchik would really like the orb too. So I think Tuchik is trying to get, wouldn't mind running into Zeta so that he could get the orb. Mm. At which point, I mean, I don't know what would happen then. But yeah, so it's a very complicated (laughs) bad guy scenario here. Yeah, I'm a little lost on all of that, honestly. Aye, can I help? I don't think I need to right now. I think it'll all get clear as we go. But yeah. It will. Yeah. Yeah. And Will says he'll probably find a quiet place to slip across the border and he might be heading for Nyssa because maybe he's got some sort of arrangement with Salmistra, who's queen there. Yeah. But they're just going to keep following him. So I'll have to look at the maps again to find out what's south of Tolnidra. But I think, I think the next play, I'm not going to, no, no, spoiler, Sandra. So anyway. <laughs> come back to this scene and um, they just decide that they're going to leave. And um, Polgara sort of says, you know, maybe we should stay here and attend to Asherak, like just knock him on the head or something. She doesn't say that, but, you know, <laughs> that's the inference. And Mr. Wolf sort of, yeah, okay, we'll have to do something eventually, but, you know, um, he's beginning He's beginning to make me just a little tired. Is the comment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, like a child who's not behaving. Yeah, and then, um, yeah, so they they decide to leave. So they're going to go back to Grinning's house, have a bit of a feed up, and then leave. Yeah. Because there's been a barrel of beer that's been broached and Mr Wolf does not want it to go flat because that would be a shame. <laughs> It would. And that's really the end would. of the chapter. Yeah. So magic. What is your magic from the chapter? My magic is the poison that we oh, learned about. Okay. That, you know, that the fact that it will only hurt you if you get excited while it's in your system. I thought that was pretty cool. That's it. <laughs> that is pretty cool. But as you, you know what, the thing, what you said to me before about, oh, wonder how long it stays in your system. Yeah. I have never thought about that before. I'm like, oh God. Yeah, that wouldn't be great. <laughs> <laughs> You'd really have to be extremely like level person that really? never gets emotional. <laughs> Very consistent anyway. with your meditation practice. <laughs> yeah. He didn't sound like the kind of person who would meditate. <laughs> no. I think he's just so numb to any kind of emotion that it's just like, yep. yeah, yep, yep, yep. 
Uh, so my magic. Um, so right at the end there, where they're talking about taking care of Ashrak mm-hmm. because he's just getting tiresome, uh, Wolf says, no, not right now, because it would be a noisy business and Tornidrans get excited about things they don't understand. And so what we know about Tornidrans at the moment is that they're quite prosaic they don't really believe in sorcery or magic and they're quite materialistic. So I, and the noisy business, like, I guess you could take it as, you know, there might be, there would be a scuffle if people saw that would be noisy, like to take care of him. But I tend to think that it's an, that internal noise that Gary in here when magic is being performed. So I think that the noisy business would be, have something to do with that because we know that Asherak is a Grolem. So he's a sorcerer too. So if they were to get into a fight with him, it would make a noise that other sorcerers and, would be able to hear. Oh, okay. And okay. then if others, it, like if sorcery was going on, the Tolnedrans would get excited because they wouldn't understand what's going on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's that's my little bit of magic out of the chapter. Yeah, that's a, I like that. I wouldn't have picked that up, but that makes sense. Yeah, I just so cool. love this 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 minute this this reading and discussing each chapter. I am seeing things and and understanding things that I've just passed over. Mm-hmm. You know, all there, there are new things coming out to me from the story. I'm really enjoying it. Yeah. Yeah, that's why it's good to read things more than one time because yes. every time you get something different. Yeah, so good. And I'm I'm becoming aware that I think I'm yelling a little bit when I get excited. <laughs> when I get excited, I yell. And I think, <laughs> I think I might be doing a bit of that. I edited the show last week and I'm like, my eyes were going, holy crap, Sandra, you're really like, whoa, shut up, quiet down a bit. <laughs> It doesn't sound like yelling to me on this side. Okay, good. But I please, can't speak for the recording. <laughs> please let me know. <laughs> I will if I notice. Thank I honestly you. didn't notice. Okay, thank you. Anyway, so what's next? Cool. Personal, real, real life relating. Yeah, real life relating. Uh, okay, I, I said that I kind of already touched on this. I forgot I put this here, but like not, not fully understanding others' relationships with each other, mm-hmm. but accepting them anyway. This is more something I've just recently been able to do. And even relationships I have with people, like I, sometimes I'm not understanding it, but I'm learning to just accept it anyway and yeah. not stress about it. Um, but like the example of Silk and Bathra and like yeah. the, the way Dernick's so quick to just judge everything. Um, and, and I don't know what Garion's view on this was because we didn't see it, but I'd imagine him kind of as like the reader and it's more just, I don't know, non-reactive, just kind of like it is what it is. No, Garion was was very like blushed all over his little body. Really? Yeah. I don't remember. Yeah. Oh, Garion was like, oh, didn't know where to look. Oh, okay. Okay. 
but he didn't he didn't feel like it was disgusting i guess he's just embarrassed yeah he just didn't didn't know what to do with this new information woman body naked mm. <laughs> well virtually yeah yeah um, and so and mine. yeah okay uh, so my real life relating is so when Haldor is insulting Radan. We didn't use the names before, but when the two dudes are in the marketplace and one is trying to bring on this seizure to activate the poison, it just reminded me that, like, I'm, I think the reason I was, I was thinking about, well, what if it stays in your system is because I've always tended to come from a very emotional place, always. Mm -hmm. And even when it doesn't show on my face or in my actions or in my words, it's all going on on the inside. Mm -hmm. um, uh, so, you know, I'd, <laughs> I'd be dead on, you know, next to the dude on the ground with my limbs all twisted up. Yeah. Um, and yeah. it just, there was one time in particular that I remember I really had to disconnect from my emotions to cope with what was going on when my older daughter was about three years old. She was burned really badly with a cup of tea. Yeah. Like I was like seven months pregnant with my second and yeah. we were getting ready to go out to the shops and had a cup of tea on a saucer sitting on the kitchen bench and she reached up and tilted the saucer. Like she just reached up to grab the counter and tilted the saucer and um, the cup of tea went over the top of her head and down mm underneath the soft flesh on one of her arms sort of across the, the top of her head and around the side of her face and anyway long story short you don't need to hear the whole thing it was horrible she had third degree some third degree burns second degree burns and we had to take her to the hospital in an ambulance and um so it, that was a shock enough, but then I had to keep taking her back to have her dressings changed. Mm -hmm. And it was really painful and scary for her. And mostly because the first time we went back, she had special dressings on that. And the way they work is they're supposed to be wet, completely wet. And then they just lift off without pulling the wound. But the nurse who was changing the dressing didn't wet it properly and pulled it off and it really hurt her. Ouch. And so, of course, you know, she's three years old. She's scared. She's in pain. And this woman's hurt her. Mm -hmm. And so from then on, every time we went, which was like every two days to the hospital, it was horrific. And I we would literally have me and another nurse one on each side of this tiny little body, this tiny little three-year-old precious body. And I would have to practically climb on top of her while the other nurse held her arm out straight. And another nurse changed the dressing because to, to try and stop her from hurting herself more. By mm -hmm. you know. And so the only way that I managed to get through that, like I'm feeling very emotional right now, I'm quite connected with it all now, was to unplug Mm -hmm. and and it actually took me a really long time to reconnect after um after after my daughter had healed and she healed beautifully she's got a little bit of scarring but she healed beautifully and um 
but it took me a really long time to, to reconnect. Yeah. So that was my real life relating. <laughs> yeah. It's hard to have to go through that with little ones. Yeah. Um, I think most parents have something similar. They have to go through with their child and we each have to get through it. You know, we each get through it in our own way, how to yeah. handle the emotions of the child. Yeah. So that was that. Uh, oh my goodness, we're up to Prophecy Speaks. Yay. trouble thinking of anything specific this time yeah I, tr I tried to um, make a question mm -hmm. but it's still pretty general um, just what what would I need to know for the coming days or week or the week like the next week just in anything that wants to come up I guess okay have you Not got anything general? As you're saying that now, is there anything coming up in your mind of something that's going on this week, a relationship, a particular? I don't think so. I don't think so. I mean, maybe just on like how I can deepen my relationship with myself. Great. <laughs> Let's do that. And still continue to kind of release the relationships I'm having with other people in my life not making that the focus and worrying about um, other people's emotions so much that my own are like mm -hmm. a mess okay um, I'm using of course I bought the book I brought oh. up the movie last week uh, the house with a clock in its walls I'm already almost done with it it's a children's book middle grade I'd say so it's pretty easy to read. It's by um, John Belairs. So see, I'm going to just not go to the very end because I haven't read that yet. <laughs> All right. So while Lewis stood thinking, Jonathan tapped him on the shoulder and pointed to something Lewis had not seen before. There mounted on the wall stood a cannon a brass 24-pounder with a wooden step-sided carriage and ropes running from rings in the base of the carriage to rings in the wall. The ropes were to keep the gun from rolling down the hill after it fired. Come on, Lewis, said Jonathan, smiling. Let's have a shot at the Armada. Isn't this what you've always wanted to do? It's all loaded and ready to fire. Come on. Lewis looked as if he were going to be sick. Tears came to his eyes. Oh no, Uncle Jonathan, I couldn't. The poor Duke and his men, can't we do something for them? Jonathan stared at Lewis and rubbed his chin. You know, he said slowly, for a boy who loves to play at sieges and war, you are, are remarkably peaceable when confronted with the real thing that is. Fortunately for you, however, this isn't the real thing. It's an illusion, as I may have said before. We're really still in Mrs. Zimmerman's dining room with the table at one end and the purple fire at the other. If you go feel that rock there, it'll feel remarkably like an armchair. 
the Duke and his ships out there are less real than smoke and mist. And so is that cannon. Go on, have a shot. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. That's amazing. Oh, what did you get out of that, darling? <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely this last paragraph here. Jonathan, who's the best character in this thing. Um, and he's the adults, like the Lewis is the boy. And so the, this is like a scene where the, they're in the neighbor's house and Jonathan, he's a warlock. So he's able to like make it appear they're somewhere else. But that's why he's saying you're really just still sitting in the living room. This is all an illusion. Um, and so it just reminds me of the fact that all of this external stuff, even my relationships with other people is, is the illusion. Like the real stuff is within and um, I can really make it to be whatever I want it to be. I get to choose, but I have to first like be like Lewis and be peaceable with myself. Um, and then everything else will just, you know, naturally mm -hmm. fall into place where it's good for everybody. And I don't even have to do anything. Just stop believing in the illusions. That's all I have to do. Um, and so yeah. and I can I tell you a thing that I mm -hmm. forgot. Yeah. So yeah. when they were talking about the cannons and the little boy got upset, oh, what about the poor Duke? No, no, no. Didn't want to fire the cannons. You don't right. have to. You don't have to force people force anything away. Yeah. There's no need for that. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah, that's a good point. I didn't catch that. Um, but yeah, that helps a lot too. Okay, cool. That, that helps me with the peace part of it. Yes. So it's sort of, it was just so perfect. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, I love it. I just, I'm in love with Jonathan now. <laughs> you know, you have to have many you, characters you're in love with. <laughs> absolutely. Oh, you're just not a normal person unless you do. Mm, yeah, so good. <laughs> Okay. Watch so, the movie again. Well, I haven't watched the movie yet. I'm going to um, look for it and watch it on the weekend. It's really good. Like Jack Black. I mean, do you know Jack Black yep. over there? Okay. Yep. I didn't really care for him so much when I was younger and he was doing kind of weird, dumb movie. I thought they were stupid movies. <laughs> I didn't get the humor. Yeah. But the last, like, some of the stuff he's done has been so funny. Like when he was in the new Jumanji Version. He was great, wasn't he? Fantastic! Oh my God, that and he's really good, like that in this movie. Yeah. Okay, it's I really like that. enjoyed that movie. The, the new so funny. movie, so funny. Okay, I'm definitely gonna <laughs> get a hold of that. All right. So this week, my question um, is: uh, Any advice for getting through family gatherings this holiday season? Hmm. That's a good one for everybody. <laughs> so, yes. So, but specifically for me, uh, family gatherings, I, I wondered which ones I was thinking of. And it didn't take me very long to realise that I'm thinking of my family in Australia. So I'm in the Netherlands, they're in Australia. So they will have the family Christmas party and I again won't be there. And I never know how I'm going to react, how I'm going to be about that. You mm -hmm. know, part of a big family. 
and Christmas has generally been the time when we, everyone comes together. Um, and so, yeah, I'm just looking for a bit of advice, a bit of maybe yeah. a bit of insight or something I haven't thought of or something. Mm-hmm. And the book I'm using, <laughs> the book I'm using is <sighs> Sense and Sensibility by Jane Austen. And I picked yeah. this off my shelf today and I go, yeah, yeah, I'll use this. And then I'm like, you know, I'm working like, oh, I really want to go and read Sense and Sensibility <laughs> now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just like me with wanting to watch the movie. Yeah, so here we go. Why do you not ask Marianne at once, said she, whether she is or not engaged to Willoughby? From you, her mother, and so kind, so indulgent a mother, the question could not give offence. It would be the natural result of your affection for her. She used to be all unreserved, and to you more especially. I would not ask such a question for the world. Supposing it possible that they are not engaged, what distress would not such an inquiry inflict? At any rate, it would be most ungenerous. I should never deserve her confidence again after forcing from her a confession of what is meant at present to be unacknowledged by anyone. I know Marianne's heart. I know that she dearly loves me and that I shall not be the last to whom the affair is made known when circumstances make the revealment of it eligible. I would not attempt to force the confidence of anyone, of a child much less, because a sense of duty would prevent the denial which her wishes might direct. There you go. Let it be what it is and don't force a thing. Mm-hmm. That was actually it's fairly about, simple, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> it's just about, I think, letting go of feeling any kind of guilt about not being there. And I yeah. also get out of that. I'm not in the confidences anymore of my family. Mm-hmm. My my daughters, yes, I talk to them a lot, but I used to be the the the, the confident of well, I'm the oldest child, mm-hmm. and I'm not that, and I haven't been that for a long time. Yeah, maybe it's time to let that ideal go once and for all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard to go through shifts like that. But, you know, you also have to to have what you have now, everything that you have there, you know, where you're at. Yeah, we have a beautiful life. That was, had to be let go, you know, the other, because it couldn't have coexisted. It couldn't have. Okay, so I just need to. A little bit of work there I need to yeah and you know it's not all on you it's on other people as well that are the other half of the relationship and they made their decisions and you can't do anything about their decisions you can only yeah I'm not and, and you know there's no blame it's just what it is yeah. and I think mm-hmm. that there's just a little bits of tail end stuff there little little granules of yeah of of attachment 
Mm-hmm. And that's what's important is to let go of that attachment. Yeah, and just let it be. Mm-hmm. Let reality be what it is. Yeah. Because it will anyway, regardless of whether I let it go or not, some as well. Right. right. <laughs> it's your choice. Do you want to suffer or not? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What is your prediction for the next chapter? Okay, so I'm pretty sure I'll get this piece right that they will leave the city. Oh, My dogs I are active. What was the last um, prediction? Oh, oh. I put that <laughs> Gary will have. <laughs> oh, yeah. Right, right, right. <laughs> I was laughing about this all week, literally, like the other day. It popped in my head and I just started laughing um, when I said Gary and will have a face down. With that shirt. <laughs> and then you were like, you mean a face off? And then I said, I, I think I combined face off and showdown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was hilarious. <laughs> I laughed about that when I edited the show last week, too. Yeah, yeah that was funny. So I, I put that they would have a, sh- a showdown and that we would see what Garion's powers were really like like how strong he really was and that was way off so this time I'm pretty certain I know they'll leave the city uh, I'm gonna hope that maybe Lelderen will come back again <laughs> this is a fairly <laughs> consistent hope that you've got going on <laughs> yes I want to see their friendship again yeah uh, I liked I was liking it yeah. and that maybe Ashrak will follow or he's gonna send somebody close to him to follow mm-hmm um but that person maybe will be captured by by the, the company i call okay. them the company because yep. like lord of the rings style yep. but that's cool. it cool. My, dogs, my dogs are getting restless so i apologize if they start um that's okay hiding honey. at the end we're nearly done we're nearly done yeah so uh while you think of a hashtag <laughs> yeah hashtag so I have a very special announcement, darling listeners. This week we launched our Patreon, which means that uh, you can support the show. You can become a patron of Belgarian and beyond. And there's some really cool stuff in there um, for you to have a look around and get your hands on or get involved with. So there are yep. three there are three levels of patronage. We have Garion's Gang, Polgara's Flock, and Silk's Selection. So uh, for $2 a month, if you support us with $2 a month, and let's face it, you spend that without even thinking about it on, you know, random stuff, um, you get to come into the private group and chat with other lovers of the show and people who really, you know, just geek out about this stuff the same way that you do. And you also get bonus episodes of the stuff that we talk about before the show. Um, So uh, the bonus episodes are called Before the Show and it contains all of the uncut, the live and uncut audio that we record before the show that actually goes into your podcast feed. So we talk about all kinds of different stuff and there's lots of behind the scenes stuff in there. 
that if you know if you're into that kind of thing you'll get that so there's bonus episodes the private group and also you get to submit questions for um our q a episodes so when we get enough questions we'll have a special episode for questions and answers and then the next level you can become a patron for five dollars a month and like it's a couple of cups of coffee maybe so you can make your own cups of coffee and get four episodes on video and these episodes are complete start to finish entirely live and uncut everything you get everything on video yeah that's gonna be fun (laughs) so all of the things that i cut out during editing all the before and after show stuff you get it all my all darlings all of it and um so uh you know sip your coffee and watch all the shenanigans (laughs) (laughs) and also if you are on a podcast flock you get to uh submit questions to prophecy speaks so we will actually do a reading for you on your question. And, I like that um, one. Have a little bit of divination, uh, courtesy of Alicia and I. You've heard lots of how it works. You've heard us do it for ourselves every week. So if that's something that you're interested in, it's available for you. And also, you will have the chance to appear on our Q&A episodes. So not only can you ask questions, you might actually get to come on the show and help ask us in person and then help us answer some of the other questions and answers that people might have. Mm-hmm. Um, and then so and our top tier patrons get a chance to co-host the show and also we'll do regular shout outs just at random times during the show. <laughs> yeah, Maybe there's something you want us to shout about on the show you know you've got something think of it as your little advertising uh blip of the week and um also we've got a special offer running just for a few weeks for people who do become 20 dollar patrons you will receive in the mail a handwritten sheet of show notes in my own uh gorgeous handwriting and you can frame it put it on your wall and then one day you'll be able to say that you were there in the beginning before the show was famous and there's your proof. <laughs> yeah. Yep. That's awesome. I like the names of all the tiers. I think they're very clever. Thank you. But yeah. So, we're excited to get Patreon started. I see some of you guys start trickling in there. <laughs> yeah. So we have two whole patrons at the moment. It's very we do. exciting. We do. It's very exciting. What level? What's uh, the so we have two in Garion's gang. Nice. So that's, that's really that's really that's really cool. Um, so head over and have a look at Patreon.com/slash Belgariad and beyond, and I'll put a link in the show notes. So you don't have to remember that. You can just have a look in the show notes and click on the link. And we have no new reviews. But that's okay because we have lots of new likes and actions this week are speaking much louder than words. Yep. Yep. It's been a very, very exciting week for Bulgaria and beyond. It has. Um, More to come. I can only see what's, I can't see, but I can only sense that a lot of good things are coming. 
well, this is I, just the kickstart. That's right. And I mean, and I mean, look at it. We're right at the beginning of this journey. We're on book two yep. of what is essentially a 10 book series. Like this, the Belgariad is five books, but the Malarian is five books as well. And that is, that contains the entire story of Garion. Um, wow. And these characters. So, and then there's another book series after that, that, you know, well, after we read Pogara, the Sorceress, and Belgarath, the Sorcerer, after we finish all of these books, you know, this is, this, we're here for the long haul. So. <laughs> We really are at the beginning of the journey. So this is a really mm-hmm. cool time for you to, you know, come in and get into the inside stuff, darlings, because it's only going to get bigger and better. Yeah. yeah. So but thank you for being with us. Thank you for listening to the show. We so appreciate you being here. We just love all of the interaction we have with you and I can't wait for it to just deepen and get richer and more geeky as we go (laughs) yeah I agree I agree with all of that yeah thank you for being with us and supporting us and again to Rachel especially this week for being such a supportive listener we have three three listeners I just want to give a shout out Rachel Dawn and Eric they've been with us since we started since we started putting the podcast out and before that Eric was like oh I wonder if this is what I think it will be. And you've all been so supportive and beautiful and we really appreciate you. And we just welcome everybody. Thanks for being here at the end of the show. And Alicia has thought of a really cool hashtag for you to use (laughs) if you want to talk about (laughs) this episode. If you would like to hit us up on social media at Bill Garrett and Beyond on Facebook or Instagram. Please use the hashtag, I'll be your slave. (laughs) (laughs) You leave the hashtags to me, you know I'm going to find the silk (laughs) one-liner. Yeah, so if if you're in the private group, if you're in the Facebook page, if wherever you are, if you want to talk about this episode, use hashtag, I'll be your slave. And let's get geeky about everything. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you guys. Yeah, I just, I, I, I could keep saying thank you all night, but you're getting bored of it now. So I'll just say see you next week. Yep. Bye, guys. <laughs> uh, was I effusive enough or too effusive? Effusive. Over uh, the top no, it was my good. thanks. No. No, it was good. Okay. It was just right. <laughs> <laughs>